chapter 6. I just got back yesterday. I was, in the Senate. I was out there in Texas and we did a leadership conference. And I, I was out there for three days and <laughs> preached for four times and did a bunch of different meetings. And God just moved and so some tremendous things took place over there. So I'm telling you, continue praying for our, our, our friends out there and, and, our, and our churches out there in Texas. Amen. Because God's doing something great out there. Amen. In Proverbs chapter 6, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6, we have it say amen. The Bible says, go to the ant, you sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Which having no caption, overseer or ruler, captain, excuse me, overseer or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you when you rise from your sleep, Father? We just thank you this morning, God, for your presence that's in this place. I pray that you would speak to us, O oh God, and cause us to hear and receive your word, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, "Amen." I, I say this because the Bible shows us so many different scriptures and illustrations of wisdom through animals. He talks about the birds and consider the lilies in Matthew chapter 6, verse 26 to 28. He, we're talking about the ants here. He talks about, uh, about Solomon, the direction of the slugger and to consider the ways. We also, the Bible talks about how he talks about the rooster and the rooster crows three times. You're going to deny me. Talks about the donkey, how the donkey stopped the prophet from being slain by a, 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 an angel of death there. Also talk about uh, um, Samson, how he used the jawbone of a donkey. Now, there's so many different types of illustrations of animals inside there. And so in saying all that, uh, this morning, I want to talk about something the Lord impressed on my spirit. I want to talk about, you can learn a lot from a goose, so buckle up. You remember that saying back in the days or that, that commercial, you can learn a lot from a dummy, buckle up? I remember that commercial. Uh, if you're a little, if you're in your 30s or 40s, in your late 40s, you might know what I'm talking about. It would show a, a dummy who would walk into a car and he would buckle up. Because why? Because he's going to be tested. He was going to go through the testing. If he held, if he held the, he's going to tell about how the damage of the car track was. And I just seen a thing a few months ago. There was a, they had a dummy looking for a job because he was all out of jobs because 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 he was because everything was working. When you do what's asked of you, it works. Come on, somebody. If you do what is asked of you, it begins to work. So so today I want to talk about uh, about the geese and how we can learn a lot from geese. And um, there's, uh, I found this is some information on my, on my friend called Google, Mr. Google, the internet. And you can learn a lot from, uh, about geese in the internet. <laughs> and I did. I learned a lot about it. I learned about this writer named Robert who was a superintendent in Baltimore Public Schools. In 1972, he wrote some stuff concerning geese. Now, listen carefully if I can. He was talking about all the different things about the synergy of it, about the edification of it, and all these things. So the Lord, I got that, and I began to put something together. And I want you to catch this today. If you and I can understand how we can grab a hold of what they did and use it as us, as a church, and as a body of Christ, and as believers, it can cause us to be more effective as believers. Can somebody say amen? amen. So we can learn a lesson from these geese. Now, number one, geese... Practice something called synergy. Now, synergy is this. The interaction of two or more organizations with agents to produce a combination effect greater than the sum of their separate effect. 
In other words, synergy causes things to be more powerful when they work in more than two. Some say more than twos. Here, the fact is this, is that as each goose flaps its wings, it creates an uplift. Some say uplift. An uplift of the birds following. By flying in a V formation, the whole flock adds 71% greater flight. Listen to what I'm saying. To the bird next to it. That means when they, how many ever seen those geese flying in a V formation? I wonder why they're doing that. And so a lot of times it's because when they go together and they fly like that, it's causing them to be more productive. It gives them more, it, it takes away less stress. Takes away less, uh, less energy. Some say less energy. And it makes a greater, listen again, a greater impact or, or a greater flow. See, people who share a common direction and sense of communion can get where they are going quicker and easier when we travel together. When the church comes together, come on, when the church comes together in unity and understands the vision and the purpose, it is easier when we do it together. Together we can do more. Go with me really quick in Ecclesiastics, Ecclesiastes, the book of Ecclesiastics, chapter 4. We never say amen. Sorry, they moved it on me, Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 says this. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one can lift his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. My God. For he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. How can one be warm alone? Wow, church. The power of synergy, the power of coming together, the power of understanding the direction, understanding what we're doing. How many know that our vision is to reach, to teach, to mend, to send? And how many know that it's great that I have a vision for that? It, it's, it's great, but it's even greater when the church backs up the vision. We can do more. We can accomplish more. More things can get done. And someone say faster. Faster. Faster it can get done. How many ever seen somebody pushing their car by themselves and they run out of gas? Or something happens to their vehicle and, and they start pushing it. But when everybody starts getting off their cars and helping it, just like pushing nothing. The power of synergy, the power of working together, the power of more than two. Church, understand this. The Bible explains the practical power of two. Go to Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6, verse 7. And he called the 12 to himself and began to send them out two by what? Two. And gave them power over unclean spirits. My God. It's funny how Jesus didn't pick 13 disciples. Which would have been a great number, but it didn't. That was for free. Hallelujah. But he picked 12. 
He picked 12 because he knew the principle of two. Mm. Church, he gave them, what did he give them? He gave them power over unclean spirits. See, when God begins to build his church, God begins to build his vision and things begin to happen. He wants to add to the church and when he adds to the church, he begins to empower you. You're no longer, amen, caught up in addiction. You're no longer caught up being strung out, messed up, hurt. But he delivers you and he empowers you over unclean things. That means you're not controlled by those things no more. You're not controlled by that past. You ain't state issue no more. State raised. That ain't you no more. That might be in your past, but it ain't your future. Come on, somebody. There is power in coming together. Now, we hear the expression, tell me who you're hanging with, they tell you who you are. The synergy that we had in the world was we hung around the wrong people, and my God, we had a lot of wrong power. And so what I'm trying to tell you today is you grab a hold of this and allow yourself that you are valuable. And you don't have to work so hard at things. You don't have to try to do it by yourself and do it alone. I don't need somebody. Yes, you do. Even the geese know they need somebody. So the expression flocking together is very important. We need to flock together. We need to work together. We have have the Halloween Fest, October Fest coming up this Tuesday. We need to work together. Come on, somebody. We need to work together. We need to be able to reach people, be able to talk to people. New people are coming to love on them. Let them know, hey, we love you. God bless you. Come and come and hear from God. Let God speak to your life. Let God use you. Amen. Stop tripping and be a geese. Hello, somebody. Another lesson that we can learn from the geese, guys. Geese benefit from mutual edification. Now, the word edification means this, the instruction or improvement of a person's moral or intelligence. When a geese, listen carefully, this is, I need you to hear this. When a geese falls out of formation, out of that V formation, it suddenly feels the drag and the resistance of flying alone. It quickly moves back into formation to take advantage of the little power, listen carefully, of the bird immediately in front of him. You with me so far? Give me a bird over really quick. Here's, here's a bird over there, Delaware Birdo. Here's my, my geese right here, Mr. Geese. Hey, Mr. Geese, get past the and, and he's cutting away a lot of the stuff for me here he is he's he's been in and out of prison he's been in and out of jail he's been he's been all caught up god touches him he saves him this is what i'm telling you he reaching out to me talking to me about jesus and 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 edifying me and speaking to him to me tell me hey, it's gonna be okay come to church now he's done a lot of it work for me already if i would just come and be smart enough to come under i could learn a lot from a geese. I can learn a lot from a brother. I can learn a lot. That, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it. And then what he says and what he speaks into me is very important. Everybody with me so far? Now listen to where I'm going to go with this. I need you to see this. 
if we have as much sense as a goose, <laughs> we stay in formation with those ahead of us so we don't end up somewhere weird. But are we willing to accept their help? Come on, and give our help to others. Strong Christians appreciate the value of mutual edification. Look with me, Hebrews chapter 3. Just stay with you, right? Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. When you have it, say amen. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, says these words. Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart or unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily. Well, it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the dysfunctions of sin. For, for we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Wow. Listen, lest any of you harden through the difficulties of sin. He says, Alberto, if you are in formation and if your sin has hardened your heart, you're not going to edify me. You're not going to be able to edify me. So you can't allow what you're going through to harden your heart. Come on, somebody. Because why? Because there's people behind you that need you. Church, we can't allow us to think of it, bro. We can't allow what we're going through to harden our hearts. Because your family needs you. Your loved ones need you. This church needs you. People need you. And if you allow yourself to get hard, then pretty much you get, you get weird. I've ever seen a weirdo. Amen. If you haven't seen one, look up here. Hallelujah. Make you feel better. Amen. Listen, I want you to read it again. I want you to, by exhorting one another, you know, by lifting each other up, by edifying each other, guys. Well, it's called today. Come on, let's, come on, let's call today. Lest any of you be hardened through the dysfunctions or this fruitfulness of sin. Man. How many have ever been hit hard? And it almost stopped you from having a good attitude. And, and all of a sudden, something you started talking wrong. This is the scriptures, right? This is the scriptures. It's the biblical. So it's telling you to watch yourself, guys. Because we are partakers. We are partaking of each other. And it's very important that we understand this. Amen? Look, look, at, look at 10, verse 10, 10, 24. 10, Same chapter. He was 10, 24. says this. And let us consider one another to stir up love. And good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, my God, as it is the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much that more as you see the day approaching. He's straight out telling us, don't forsake the assembly of the church. He says, till we get together, we can lift each other up. Come on, somebody. We can speak life to each other. In other words, get rid of that comadre spirit. You know, it's easy for us to talk down on people. Estamos pesados. We're too much, man. We criticize and we talk about it. Would you see what she was wearing? 
Oh my God, look at you. And we have all these weirdness almost. What about saying, you know what? God bless her. God bless him. Hey, brother, you look good today. God bless you, sister. It's going to get better. Smile. Turn that frown upside down. Hello, somebody. See, it's easy for us to speak negative. We have to learn to edify. Someone say learn to edify. Learn to edify, church. You know, um, another thing that these birds do, these geese do, they share the burdens. They share each other's burdens. What burden means this, a load of duties or misfortunes that cause hardship, anxiety, and grief. We have to learn to be there for each other, to help each other through hardships. Come on, somebody, amen. Listen to what I'm saying. When the lead goose, when the, the V, remember that V, the lead goose, the one in the front, goes tired. He rotates back into the formation to another goose falls right in front of him. He falls back and goes all the way to the back to get some rest. And the next one just steps up. And they go left to right, left to right, left to right. And as they do that, the next one goes to the back to get some rest. Listen to what I'm saying. It pays to take turns in doing hard tasks and sharing leadership. That's why leaders, when you're over a ministry and workers, you're helping. You can't be calling off every day, every service, every week. You got the leader who's all tired. And you come in, do, 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 do. Your job is to come in and allow them to go and take a rest from your kids, your regrets. I mean, uh, praise the Lord, your spiritual kids. All three of mine, Lord have mercy. You know, it pays to take turns. Doing the hard task to share for each other, to, to help each other. Now, now listen carefully, please, if you can. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. As, as members of Christ, we need to do our part, church. Our part. Look at, look at look Ephesians 4, 16 says this. From whom the whole body joined and knitted together. By what every joint supplies, according to the effectiveness working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edification of, oh my God, I got to read it to you guys again. Listen, from whom the whole body joined and knitted together by what? But every joint supplies according to the effective works by which every part does its share causes growth for the body for the edifying of love. My God. When we do our part, when we come together and we share the burden of the vision that God's given us, it brings growth. Man. That's what you need to understand. These geese got to get somewhere and they're going to get there. And they're going to work together. They're going to get caught up in this winter. They're going to get somewhere. 
I'm telling you, the Bible talks about ants. He talks about roosters. He's talking about donkeys. He's talking about all these different, because it's something about animals. They, they're, not, they're not fighting each other. And I'm going to talk about that right now in a little bit. They're just getting the job done. My God. It's so important that you and I don't allow, don't allow ourselves to get burned out. If we help out, we won't get burned out. Oh, my God, my God. If we help out, we won't get burned out. I've been doing this about 24 years. 24 years when I've given all I God and I'm, I'm continuous plowing away. We've been pastoring now about 14 years. Amen. And I could have I just been burned out, but because of people standing and, and come on somebody and the leaders coming and helping, making it easy. Like I went to go to the leadership conference. Pastor Manuel come and preach. Boom. I almost gone. Boom. Art come preach. Art, Art come preach on Thursday. They get able to do things that allows me to do other things. When the church works together, works together, we can be more effective. Come on, somebody. We're getting ready because we're going to begin the year. We're going to be doing all the new classes. We're going to be doing on Tuesdays. We're going to be doing some new classes on Tuesdays. I'm telling you, God is about to do some great things. Prepare us, equip us for greater things. Can somebody say amen? Now, listen to this if you can, please. Geese encourage those who lead. The geese encourage those who lead. I love this was funny. The geese flying in front honk (laughs) to encourage those up in front of them with their speed. Listen carefully. You got to hear this. That's funny, man. The geese flying in front, excuse me, in formation, honk to encourage those in front to keep their speed up. Hello, somebody. So here's one, here's one, here's one, one, and they're all honking. Come on, come on, come on. You got to catch it. This is funny. They're not complaining in the line. They're encouraging. Wow. I always thought they were talking madness. Come on, flaco. Come on, gordo. Come on. No, it wasn't. They were honking to encourage. We need to make honking encouraging words. Brother, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Come on, keep it up. We have to learn to be a church that encourages the body, encourages the leaders, encourage each other. This is funny. In groups where there is encouragement, they produce, the production is much more greater. In companies where there's encouragement and, and when there's things being encouraged, there is more greater production. The power of encouragement to stand by one's heart or core, the value and encouragement to the heart of the core of others. So it's very important and I encourage, amen, is the quality of honking is what we seek. People, in other words, are seeking the encouragement. People want to be encouraged because we were told a lot of negative things our whole life. I never told anything negative growing up. I was, a girl, I was told you're tonto, you're never going to do nothing. You're just going to be a dope a drug addict, a gang member. You're never going to amount to nobody. You, you, you're, and I only went to eighth grade. And then I went to ninth grade for lunch. You can tell, hallelujah. <laughs> I, I, I dropped out and, and, I, and, I, and I got into life of crime and all this craziness. And, and I thought that's what I was going to be because of all the discouraging words, all the stuff that I was told in my life. And I became those words. Because the Bible says, the Bible says there's power in the life of the tongue. There's power in what we say. Come on, there is power. And, and either we're building or we're tearing down. 
Such, such should be purpose of us as believers to build each other up. Go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. See, so chapter, chapter 4, verse 29. I love, I love this scripture. I love this scripture. Verse 429, Ephesians says this. Let no corrupt words proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edifications that it may impart grace to hearers by God. The word is powerful, guys. It, it, it's saying it straight out. It's, it says, it says, let no corrupt words proceed out of our mouths. We have to learn to stop speaking negative. Yes. Come on, we, we have to stop speaking negative into our marriage, speaking negative to our children, speaking negative into our spouses. We have to learn to stop speaking negative into the church and to just speak life. Someone say life. Life. Imagine if I come up here and just speak negative to all you guys every day. We're not going to do nothing. We're never going to become nothing. Oh, poor us. I feel sorry for you for having me as a pastor. <laughs> We're never going to do nothing. Oh, you know, too bad for you. You know, I'm sorry you married her. That's your bad, not mine. <laughs> I'm sorry you got stuck with him. He didn't always look like that. I don't know. Come on. <laughs> I've been married almost 20 years, and I said, Lord, I've got blessed. She got burned, but I got blessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> got to make you laugh before I make you cry. Here we go. One more, one more. Let me give you guys one more before we, one more before we close, guys. Geese care for one another. Wow. Geese care. They, 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 these geese care for one another, guys. Listen to this. When a geese gets sick, wounded, or shot down, two geese drop out of formation and follow it down to help and protect it. When something happens to one of the geese, they'll say, oh, to, to look, baby. <laughs> no, they, they, two of them come out of formation. Come on, somebody. And they go down to see what's wrong with it. Now, this is, like, this is, like, this is even crazier. They stay with it until it dies. Or it's able to fly again. Then they launch out with another formation to catch up with their flock. So then they, they see another, if, if it's getting better or if it doesn't make it, another formation to pass by and they'll jump with that one to help it catch up with its flock. Hmm. If we have as much sense as a geese, we will stand by each other in difficult times as well at good times. Come on, somebody. We will begin to help them to get strong again. Another benefit in working together, it's a duty of spiritual benefit, guys. In Ephesians, Ecclesiastes, go to Ecclesiastes chapter four. And I read it to you, and I'm gonna read it to you one more time. Verse 10. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. For he has what? No one, no church, no one to help him. Wow. That is, that is dangerous, man. That is very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. I always tell people in the church, learn to make friends. 
So they're there that can help you. Come on, somebody. Learn, learn to connect with each other. That's why when someone leaves you, call them. Hey, how you doing? How's everything going? Because we don't want you to die. We don't want you to get lost. We want the best for you. Come on, somebody. Amen. In Galatians, I'll be closing with this. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Two says this, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trap or trespasses, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spiritual and a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfills the law of Christ. Wow. Come on, somebody, amen. That's worth giving the Lord a great clap offering right there. This is something that we should learn today is that we would learn to work together in synergy, that we would begin to edify each other, that we would help each other with the burdens, with the weight, the grief, the hardships. They would help lead each other, amen, show direction, encourage each other, encourage our leaders and care for each other when something happens. I thank God somebody was there to speak into my life when I went through something. I thank God that my pastor was up there to tell me, hey man, come on, Angie, get up, be a man. All right, (laughs) woke me up really quick. But it was the words that he spoke that helped me get myself back up and listen. Say it with me this morning if you can. Church, these geese have something called instincts. God gave instincts to these geese to do what they did and the wisdom to succeed in their flight and to migrate. It's funny how they'll fly out in winter and fly in in summer. It's just, how do they do that? Because their instinct that God gave them to do those things. So in, in return, listen carefully. God gave us his word and his creation. God gave us the wisdom to succeed in our spiritual journey. As much as he gave us the word of God to cause us to learn and to be effective on our spiritual journey. We're all on a spiritual journey. Individually, corporately, in ministry, in the marriage with your family. And he's given us his word to accomplish it. We can accomplish it. Come on, somebody. We can accomplish our purpose in life. We can accomplish our vision. We can fulfill destiny. We can come out of what we were into something greater, something mightier. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. Maybe you're here to say, Pastor... My first time here, or maybe I've been coming, but I really haven't gave my life to God. And I'm here this morning because I want to give my life over to Jesus. I want to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I want to accept Him into my heart. I want to be born again. I, I'm tired of my old life, and I'm ready to live my new life. I want to fulfill my purpose and my destiny 
If that's you, this morning, I want you to lift up your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. Anyone here say, I want to give my life to God. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? God bless you. Or maybe you're here this morning saying, Pastor, I've fallen away. I've drifted away. I need to come back. I need to come back. Let me tell you something. God is not mad at you. He's not disappointed at you. He loves you. He cares for you. He's waiting for you for, with a robe and a ring. And he's going to say, my son, I love you. Daughter, I love you. I'm not mad at you. If that's you today, say, Pastor, I need to get some things right with God. If that's you this morning, lift up your hands. I want to pray with you. God bless you. Your hands are going up all over the place. God bless you. God bless you. You can put your hands down. Keep your head bowed. Maybe saying, Pastor, I, I, I need to become like the geese. I need to pick up and learn from him that I can cause this to be effect in my life and in my marriage with my children in my relationship but also that I can use this to become a better believer a better leader that I can begin to affect the vision the purpose of this house that I need to allow myself to partake of this at the same time I need to allow myself to receive this when others are speaking to me that I would receive it and I won't take it personal that I know that they're just here to help me get off the ground and out of the pond and back into the V formation. That I will become everything that I'm called to be. You're here this morning, you lifted up your hand and God spoke to you. God ministered to you. I want you to come right now. Come right now. Come as we pray for you. Hands come up from over there. Hands from over there. Just come, come. We're here for you. This is the best part of the service is that we can able to allow God to heal, to restore, to refresh, to mend to bring peace and to bring strength. Maybe you've been tired and you've been burning out and, and getting burnt out and this has been overwhelming on you. This is the place. This is the place to come and lay it down. Maybe you're going through things personally and you're like, I, I, just, I, I, I need help, I need strength, I need, I need a word from God. If that's you, come. The altars are open. This is the time that you come. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, Father, we need you, Lord. Have your way, have your way, oh God. Have your way, oh God. Have your way, hallelujah, hallelujah. Those that lifted their hand for salvation and for restoration, I want you to repeat these words after me. Say, Jesus, wash me with your precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins come into my heart and forgiving me in Jesus name amen come on give the Lord a great clap offering